All right, Fitness Retention Podcast, episode 35, coming up with Guy Griffiths of GG Fit. Awesome episode here where we're going to talk about some trends that we saw in 2018, some predictions for the upcoming year, 2019, uh, what data and measurements and reports fitness managers, center managers, general managers, 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 what everybody cares about, um, how they are using data to motivate their teams and maybe some opportunities to continue to do so or to do it a little bit better. Um, and also the importance of just getting a fresh set of eyes on your business, something that um, is extremely important in the ever competitive fitness landscape. Today is also the launch of my first product, the Attention on Retention Audit. Check it out at agymotion.com, agymotion.com. Give me some feedback. I would love your opinion on the audit. So without further ado, let's start number 35 with Guy Griffiths. Here we go. The Fitness Retention Podcast would like to welcome back Guy Griffiths for the second time, first repeat guest. What's up, Guy? Hey, Alex. Great to be back. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed I, I enjoyed the podcast I did before, but you know, all of the other episodes have been excellent. So thanks for a great job, and thanks for having me back. Of course. Um, well, I mean, as a, as a place to start, you, I think you were maybe like in the first 10 or six episodes even. I think you were really early mm-hmm. on, and now you'll probably be around the like 35 to 40 mark. So uh, okay. last few months, have, I mean, I've learned a lot hosting a bunch of experts talking about retention in the fitness industry. What have you been doing for the last four months? Um, so other than listening to the podcast, um, and you know, I, I, I genuinely have, I've had a couple of episodes, went through a couple of episodes today on a long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at GG Fit, there's been, we've been doing a lot of analysis in the last, whatever it's been, quarter or six months of, uh, of 2018, uh, looking at some, some pretty big numbers um, uh, and working out how members are adopting technology and which clubs are doing well with that, which clubs are doing badly at it. Mm. Um, so yeah, some, one project was working on something like, it, it was 50,000 live members, uh, 500,000 memberships overall. Uh, we were looking at two and a half million visits. Um, over six months and, and looking at how the technology at those sites um, is being adopted and how it's it, the, the members who are on that technology on those apps and on those systems how much more engaged they are um, yeah. and it comes it comes sorry I, uh, I lost you there for a sec what would you say um, it comes it comes down of course to how the sites are using those systems mm-hmm um, you know how, how how they are making the most of those systems to engage the members. So yeah, some some big some big numbers, some big data analysis. And well, I mean, just in terms, I don't I don't know if, if this is all public information yet or not. But what is something that you can draw from the analysis that you've done so far? Like maybe forward looking. What what is how does what you're analyzing now 
how's that going to play into what you're doing next year? Um, well, uh, it's one, one big thing, but very simple thing, um, both with that project and a smaller one that was across smaller clubs, but, but similar kind of tech. Um, it comes back to the clubs and the staff in the clubs looking at those results, not the whole, you know, 25 page report because the, the, the general managers or fitness managers, they don't want to see that much analysis. It, it turns them off, but to give them three or four charts or KPIs that really um, nail down what they're doing is having an effect. Mm-hmm. And if they can see the evidence of that and they can see that, if they're using the technology in the right way or the sites that aren't using it so well, aren't doing so well, mm-hmm. um, then they've got some evidence there that what they're doing on a daily basis is affecting retention over the longer term. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's, that's, that's been direct feedback from the clubs as well and from the sites. They're like, this data is great. We never had anything like this before. And it, it's really going to enable us. And when we show the staff, they're like, Okay, great. So this system isn't just here to make us do more work. Mm-hmm. It's here as a tool to help us work more effectively. So how do you think data leads to buy-in or use of a technology or system from your staff member up to management? Um, we talked, you talked a little bit about management. How do, how do managers trickle down that value to, let's say, like the first level of employee? maybe like the entry level employee? Mm, um, I'm not sure if it's an answer to your question, but I mean, but basically it's, it's evidence. It's just that, you know, the, the data that's there, if the data is good, which mm-hmm. can be um, tricky sometimes, uh, particularly on things like access control. So, you know, are people checking in when they arrive at the gym? Are they going through a gate or not? Mm-hmm. But if you have good data, um, then when that is, is brought together on a larger scale, the num- kind of numbers I was talking about, um, then you've got the evidence and whether it's a, a manager looking at, you know, or, or the, the commercial director looking at how much more money people are bringing in, what, what, um, what their length of stay or length of membership is like, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're getting those big numbers. But the guys on the gym floor are just looking at people that we get onto this system make two more visits per month mm-hmm. and that's a good thing mm-hmm. because it means they're you know they know that they're going to stay longer yeah they don't want the commercial side but they want to know that members are visiting regularly and they want to know what to do when they're not visiting so regularly or what it is that they're doing that is making them visit more regularly yeah um so, so does that answer, does that answer your question yeah i mean it, it gives the people the entry-level employees it validates their actions. Exactly, yeah. Um, and another, I mean, another simple thing, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the last podcast, but th- things like feedback is, um, you know, just on, you did a program review or you did an induction or an onboarding session. Let's just ask the member how that went. Mm-hmm. And, and, and rather than waiting for members to complain about stuff, um, if you just, if you ask every member who has that first session or every member who has a program review, maybe not every PT session, yeah. Unless you're running one, but let's just get feedback on that on a, you know, one to five stars and then give me some comments. The mm-hmm. data we get back from that is generally all good. It's all, it's, you know, eight, nine out of 10 
Mm-hmm. You give that back to the staff and say, look at all these wonderful inductions, if that's what we're calling them, that you're doing. Look what members think of them. They're like, oh, we're doing a great job. Yeah. Can we do it more? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> so for the listeners, um, Guy and I talked a little bit offline about um, doing kind of like a 2018 year in review. and. <laughs> 2019 predictions or trends or what we think the market is going to see and what the market is going to adopt. Um, So Guy, can we, can we start with 2018 year in review and what maybe 2018 taught us about retention in the fitness industry? Sure. Um, What'd you learn? (laughs) Yeah. So, so for, for me, um, I, I have a, I, well, I, I know that within the UK, there are more organizations focusing on retention. It's mm-hmm. definitely more of a swing. I, uh, I mean, I've only been in the fitness industry for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can keep using the word only. Um, now it is over 10 years, um, but I'm still relatively new to the industry. However, I have seen in the last 12 months more organizations wanting to focus on retention probably not as much as sales but certainly um, more than they have in the past mm-hmm. um, and the other thing I found is that some you know that wh- whether it's a small club whether it's a you know a, just just a, 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 a PT studio or a you know a large leisure trust running a hundred sites it still seems that there's a uh, either inconsistency or or very little data or analysis on things like length of stay um they might know length of membership but actually there's a few a few uh, larger sites that don't know their average length of membership mm-hmm. um but length of stay is more important to me typically than length of membership mm-hmm. um length, length of membership i would say is length of pay mm-hmm. so someone might stay someone might keep paying for 12 months but if they only visit for seven then uh you want to contact them at month eight, yeah. not at month 12. So, yeah, um, yeah there's little, st- still, still quite a lot of gaps, I think, in, uh, in the analysis. That's, that, that, you know, those are, those are two big things that I would say I have learned this year. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? What's, 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 your, what's your 2018 uh, findings? Well, I was going to ask you one more question, then I'll go mm-hmm. on. I'll go on mine. When you say like a lack of analysis, what is that? I don't want to sound like insulting, but like, what do you, what do you mean by a lack of analysis? What are people not looking at? Or are they asking the wrong questions? Are they not doing anything with the data or what they find? Like, how do you analyze something, but not really? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, what does a lack of analysis look like for the gyms that you're working with and that you're helping? Well, when we present a, a length of stay and length of membership table chart, some, some graphs, they're like, yeah, this is brilliant. We've never had this before. And you're like, really? You're mm-hmm. running a business? And, I've, and I think it comes back to so much focus on sales. Mm-hmm. And sales is easy to measure. You know, our target is 100 great we've we've hit 100 sales or we didn't quite hit it therefore next month and it's just so easy to measure mm-hmm. um that you know p- people don't get me wrong people are measuring retention and they'll know their 12 month retention and there's some great work that uk active and the data hub 
um, or Ford Global are doing here in the UK in terms of benchmarking. Um, and that's becoming more standardized. Um, it was that people would just submit some numbers and that would all go into a big benchmark program, whereas now it is becoming more automated from front of house systems into the data hub, which is a big data aggregator. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that in, in that respect, it's better. But then if you want to drill down to something you're going to action, um, looking at the 100 people who joined, how many of them made four visits in their first month? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, oh, yeah, that would be good to know. Well, yeah, sure, it'd be good to know because if a hundred of them made four visits in their first month, you're off to a, off to a great start. Mm -hmm. But if you know only fifty of them got to that four visits in their first month, I mean, it should be more than that. Mm -hmm. But often it's not, and I've uh, I've I I know that there's a few clubs, particularly big box budget clubs, who have around ten or higher percent of their joiners each month never visit. Yeah. Um, that stat too. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 um it's incredible, but it's true. And uh, you know, it's it's what what you know what are we doing with them? What are we going to do about them? How can we get them in? Goes back to forcing the induction or whatever. You know, the step one. I mean, I think like oh, how could people not go in the gym? But like, I've bought food at the grocery store and never used it or never eaten it. You know, like yeah. people make purchasing decisions quickly and don't think them through. So I think that there will always be a part of the market that does that. Like there will be. Never gonna but, be sure. But what, what we need to do is nudge those people to recognize those members. Yeah. And to just nudge, just, just give them more nudges and just more motivation, you know, particularly at that time when they have joined, you know, if you're, if, if you're running a club and you've got online joining, fantastic. Well done for turning on online joining on whatever system you have. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing online joining and there is no functionality to book the first appointment as part of that online joining process, then you're missing a trick. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point that not a lot of clubs have. Yeah. Um, okay. So your question to me was basically the same thing. What's, what have I learned in sure. 2018, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things, but I think that, to piggyback off your point, people oftentimes will get a piece of data that either confirms their hypothesis or goes against their hypothesis, mm -hmm. and they won't ask the next question. Like, why is that happening? How is Josh. that happening? What causes this specific person to take this action or this group to take this action or to not? Mm -hmm. And I think that varies completely, that, that varies from site to site. And do, are you familiar with ClassPass? Do they have ClassPass? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. All right. So, for example, my fiance is on ClassPass, and I signed up to do a month just to see kind of, you know, like market mm -hmm. research. And I'll go to one studio under a certain brand and another studio under a certain brand. The workout will be almost identical but yeah. the experience is totally different. Sure. So what that tells me is that there is a standard programming for workouts, but not a standard programming for communication or sales or, you know, whatever, like the, mm -hmm. the individual differences between clubs is really big. Yeah. Uh, 
I think there's a really good opportunity. And I had a, someone from Fitness SF, which is a, a growing chain here in San Francisco. They're trying to make the experience completely the same at every location. And it's okay. hard to do and you have to understand your customers to do that. Mm. But the point is that a lot of gyms don't seem to have a process for a lot of the staff interactions. And mm -hmm. not like making it robotic, like, oh, thank you for coming in. Is it your first time? Yada, yada, yada. But just being able to have a conversation with someone that they've never seen and developing mm -hmm. the need and the why are you here and how can we get you back? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's something maybe that you, you had touched on in our talking about this before is like there are a certain number of opportunities you have to get someone back in your back in your gym, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are critical. And the data around those are critical. So is that something that maybe you can touch on? Um, yeah, sure. So in terms of just going off the same riff of earlier, you know, someone joins and they don't. Well, um, we had chatted about one of the podcasts that you like took a particular liking to was my friend Alex Korczynski and how. Yep. Um, in technology, there are a few opportunities to get someone to use your product. There's, 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 yeah, I remember it well. I've listened to it a couple of times. I mean, I'm, I've, I've, I'm dialed into all of them. But yeah, he, he's talking about users rather than members. But hey, same difference. Same thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's three opportunities to get them to make more visits. Because mm -hmm. that's what, uh, you know, he's from a more of a product mm -hmm. um, side. Or it's uh, script, right? Yeah. Um, but they are looking to upsell, which, you know, whether you're looking to sell people PT or just keep them coming more. Um, and that was interesting for me because, uh, you know, I'm always thinking about just people, just keep people coming regularly. But he was really pushing, uh, you know, made, made me think about, well, let's not just keep them coming regularly. Let's get them to come more. Yeah. You won't push people beyond probably seven visits per week. You know, <laughs> you'll hit a limit. But yeah. yeah, there's three opportunities. One is on the first, or three key opportunities. One's on the first visit. Mm -hmm. One's when they return from absence. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the third kind of key one is if they're about to leave. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, what, what can you be doing with members? And that, I mean, all, all of your podcasts make me think I go away with at least one idea, if not three or four, okay. um, which, is, which is, you know, has, has been really great, which is why I'm always out running <laughs> with you in my ears. Um, but yeah, Alex's thoughts on that um, were, were, yeah, really interesting. I'm trying to think what episode it was now to, to kind of refer back to. Um, okay. I can, I can put it, it in the notes. But yeah, and this um, is, oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say this is one of my themes for 2019. It's something that I've talked about before: is gyms need to start understanding their customers like tech companies do and like software yeah. companies do. Because big software companies, and we'll just look at like a Salesforce as a, mm -hmm. a prime example, they, they have retention rates of customers of like upwards of 85%. And they so. have more competition than any gym. And mm -hmm. the difference is other software companies can basically like give their product away. Mm -hmm. You know, margins are different in software than they are in fitness. Um, 
but Salesforce does an incredible job at understanding who is buying their product mm -hmm. and being ruthless in the pursuit of that understanding. Yeah. So they know every single step in the customer journey and they match their staff and their team and their capabilities with mm -hmm. the need of the customer at every single point. So that's what I mean in the, they're ruthless in their pursuit of understanding the customer. Absolutely. And that, that comes back to processes and it comes back to, um, and I think I've, I've, I've had a few conversations uh, lately with people about um, profiling members. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of profiling goes on, certainly in the UK for, um, you know, let's do leaflet drops and Google ads and Facebook this and whatever the other, um, in terms of getting a member in and building up member profiles. And we're trying to get more of this type of people and we're trying to go, that's the market we're going for. Mm -hmm. And then, that member comes through and joins and they're, um, you know, of, of this income and this profile or whatever else is built up and they join and then they become a member. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, all that profile information just drops off the radar yep. and they are a member just like any other member treated just like any other member that, and, and not even so to give an example of how we could differentiate between members. Mm -hmm. Um, have they been a member before or not? Yeah. yeah. So what's their experience? Are they brand new? So are we going to really need to give them, a, a, a show them all the equipment and um, all the stuff that, uh, that, that uh, was it uh, Craig or um, Joe was talking about? Mm -hmm. um, or are they experienced? And if they are experienced, are they, have they been a member at this club before? Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I've been talking, I'm always talking about getting more people to do inductions and a common excuse is, well, out of a hundred members, we have 20 or 30 who've been members before. Mm -hmm. So we're only going to do 70 or 80 inductions for the 100. So I'll, I'll, I'll turn that around and say, so those 20 people who've been members before, they've left before. Yeah, exactly. They are experienced in leaving. Okay. <laughs> so it is now mandatory that those guys have, and I'm going to keep calling it an induction, although we're trying to get away from that word as much as possible. That's okay. But that, those, those 20 members have experience in leaving. They don't want to leave again. Let's make sure they have some kind of welcome session. Yes. Yeah. That, that is now mandatory because you've told me you are an ex-member. Yeah. And we want to make it right for you this time. Yeah. I think that, yeah, viewing that as an opportunity rather as rather than like a way to get out of doing it i call oh, yeah. it induction yeah. I, I think that you have to view that as an opportunity yeah absolutely but that's part of the process okay and that's part of the the taking all this data that we have possibly about the member before they join um for, for starters if they've gone and had a tour and and um, built up some rapport and talked about their goal for god's sake take that information and give it to the instructor who's going to be delivering the first session. That's a common complaint. Yeah. Um, is that, Oh, hi. Yeah. Good to meet you. Last week and told the guy in sales all about my you know, condition or whatever it is that I'm trying to fix or, you know, how I'm feeling and have I got to do that all again or can we not start from, you know, square two? Um, yeah. But then, yeah. It's that process, it's what you want, and then delivering it, which, um, uh, yeah, de definitely, 
as I say, having listened to two, having listened to Craig and Joe today, I'm, I'm merging them together. But um, it's that, yeah, that whole process thing. And there's a lot to learn from other industries. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's the other reason why I enjoyed Alex's, Alex Kuczynski's uh, episode so much. Well, awesome. Um, okay, so can we talk about maybe like some short, medium and long term or cheap um, affordable and then expensive ways for companies to invest in themselves to understand their member better? Is that like mm. is that a natural segue? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I think for, you know, the, 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 the short term, and I think, you know, particularly timely with a lot of members joining, um, in, in the new year, mm -hmm. um, there's I'll always split you know new members and uh, active or existing members mm -hmm. um, something that's quite short term um, but will have an effect mm -hmm. in the longer term is the kind of thing I mentioned already looking at early member engagement mm -hmm. so understanding out of the members that join in that month or that period whatever it is how many visits they're making um, it should be quite simple to measure um, and then the action off the back of that is to I mean you can you can do two things you can congratulate all the ones that are doing well mm -hmm. yeah a text message a pat on the back a t-shirt whatever it is that they that they get for um and not necessarily just visiting but you know making sure they attend a class in their first month and, and all the other good stuff mm -hmm. um, but then focusing in and looking at the ones who are making fewer visits mm -hmm. um, and if nothing else doing something with the joiners that are making no visits Hmm. Um, and I and I don't mean let's email them. Let's you know just let's use technology and automation. Automation's great, um, but reaching out with a phone call um, has to be the way to go there. Um, and if a salesperson has uh, has sold a membership to someone and they've not visited, I can't remember if it was you or someone else was talking about this recently. But you know if you sold a membership and that member's not visited, then you ain't getting your commission or you're only getting 25% of your commission. That's my radical idea that nobody likes. <laughs> really? I mean, I think you have to sell good memberships. Like yeah. you have to be invested in the person staying in your business. Yeah. Give 50% sure. of the compensation when they join and 50% after X period of weeks that they're still a member, maybe it's eight or 12 or whatever, um, to incentivize exactly what you just said, where there's a lack of handoff of information and a redundancy. Yeah. New members don't want to do, don't want to have the conversation twice of how did you hear about us? What, what are you looking to do here? Like those are really important questions. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I tell you I'm interested in yoga four times, I'm going to be kind of fed up as a member. Yeah. You yeah. know, like imagine if you had a server come over to your table and say, hey, what, what would you guys like today? Mm -hmm. And then another server came over and said, what are you guys thinking about having? Mm -hmm. And then the manager came out and said, so what can I get you guys today? It's like, I just <laughs> let me yeah. leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 going I'm going there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean I would take that I would take it to another level and there's a as there's a an article um in the uh, the 
back of my mind about you know the the new member that joins you know let, let's increase the commission let's say you know there's uh, $150 available as a commission for or, or whatever for signing up a member but you get 50 when they join mm -hmm. and you get a second 50 at the end of month one mm -hmm. if they've made four visits if they have not made four visits you don't get that 50 but then in month 12 so there's a bit of staff retention here as well of course in month 12 if they make one visit in month 12 you get your other fifty dollars. So, as okay. a technology person, how do you how do you accomplish that? Because what I I can tell you what I've seen from my clients, and that's that they would be resistant to that because it would be expensive to implement the systems to measure all of those things, report on those things, and actually get it done. So, what would you say is like a piece of technology or something that would enable that? I mean, initially, it's just a report. It's just a report of you know that with the. Um, it depends on the system you're using. Yeah. Um, but it's just a member extract with how many visits they've made. Um, you know, how many visits in the last month. Yeah. So, uh, 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 yes. Um, I don't want to get into you know naming or shaming systems, but yeah. uh, you know most of the systems that we work with would you know be able to produce that kind of report join date. Mm -hmm. and you know visits this month or visits year to date mm -hmm. yeah it, um, it, yeah otherwise if it's yeah i mean if it's if it's a, a, a really good system or even a plug-in database something something like the data hub would have the potential to do it as i say this is just an idea um in my head and it's one of those let's throw this out as a controversial idea like my uh my, my um age-old let's double joining fees in january um routine <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you could even just set it up with triggers. Yeah. So, you know, Alex joins, he gets a welcome email and the guy who sold the membership gets a notification that goes, there you go. There's payment one mm -hmm. at the end of month one. If Alex has made four visits, we send him a text that says, high five, Alex, you've made four visits. I mean, guess what? If you have made four visits, we also send you a text that says, Alex, fuck your ideas up. Um, or something maybe a bit more encouraging. Um, yeah. And then, in, I mean, at the moment in month six, we send a lot of text messages um, that say, you've been a member for six months now, isn't, isn't it great? Mm -hmm. If the member has visited in the last 30 days. Mm. So you can take those triggers and not actually send messages from them, but actually just update a spreadsheet with a sales guy is now, you know, on for his, on for his next payment. Yeah. He, he then, if, if he's notified about it, I'm sure he'll claim it. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, from a, I mean, if we're talking simple systems and and like short short term uh, actions and gains, mm -hmm. that's something good because then that sales guy is going to be thinking around week three. Okay, who did I sign up three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. How many visits have they made? Mm -hmm. Am I going to make the call, mm -hmm. or will an email do? An email's not going to do, is it? No. A text might work. What's the best thing I can do to ensure I get my payment? I'm going to give them a call. Mm -hmm. I'm going to book them into a class. I'm going to make sure they come. Yeah. And retention is better. Yeah. Okay. So how about maybe like medium and long-term solutions? Um, in terms of me, uh, medium term. Or long term, or, either way. I mean, it's okay if the line is blurred. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk of automation um, in terms of, uh, I think, I, I, I don't have a percentage, but a lot of the guests on the, on the podcast have, you know, said, you know, what can, what can I do tomorrow? What's the question? What can I do to make more money or save, save time is the automation one. And I'm sure I answered that with automation as well. Yeah. Um, I think setting up automation is great, um, but for it to really work, um, staff have to buy into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I, by, by that I mean, um, you know, going back maybe to absentee messages. So if we are sending, we miss you texts or emails or some uh, some people we're talking about doing that with WhatsApp now. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much from a cut. Well, there is a cost benefit, of course, but it's more the acknowledgement that it has been read, mm-hmm. um, which is important, mm-hmm. um, which is better than text typically because that's it's been sent. Um, but those messages are good as long as they tie back to the instructors. So when Alex walks back into the club and the instructor, let's say, on the instructor says, you know, you would walk up to me, showing me the text, saying, "I've got this from you," and, and I, I have to know what that message says without looking at it so i i know what the monthly absentee message is because i've read the memo mm-hmm. right i know what it's been changed to and i know it's talking about the latest challenge mm-hmm. so i'm straight on it and i'm not you know when it doesn't work it's like oh, i didn't send you a text i don't know what what, what 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 do you mean you've got a text from me i haven't sent anything mm-hmm. fail so um Again, that content out to the instructors so they know what members are coming back in for and they know that they are um, they know how to recognize an absentee mm-hmm. uh, maybe even getting them to write some of the content that's a, a, a bigger ask um, but in terms of medium term stuff we have done that and we do have clubs where instructors are really engaged and they're coming up with their own challenges mm-hmm. um, or um, you know, writing a member of the month or doing a workout of the month. It's mm. simple stuff, but it's much, much better um, if you can get the team to start doing that because they're then thinking about what is going to motivate members to come back here mm-hmm. or, or to just keep the active members active. Yeah. That, that really, that, that should be their focus. Their focus should be the people in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I follow a woman on social media. She's an instructor, like a really posh, nice, um, (laughs) you know, boutique fitness club here. And every day she does something to shout out a member on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll also like issue a daily challenge or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she I mean, I know how much she makes an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot. It's probably mm-hmm. a lot more than you and me. For yep. every day that she's teaching, she rakes it in. But it's because she knows what she's putting out there and she's taking the effort to get people back to her classes. Yeah. And if you have lazy instructors or lazy staff, like mm-hmm. that is so insidious. It, it's, it just like, and the member can feel when you don't care. As yeah. And I just, I just, it's hard to get people in fitness often to do something that might feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
but that's where the opportunities are, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's in, in one thing that I think is like the big opportunity for 2019 is training people to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And be, I mean, like I, I think of, I think of this as like, how long are you going to keep doing the same thing? Yeah. You know, like you, you know that there's more competition than ever before in fitness. There's better competition too. Everybody, mm -hmm. all the brands that are doing well are crushing it and they're really good brands. So if you're doing the exact same thing you've always done, your results aren't going to just be the same. They're going to be worse. Yeah. So my big thing is like you have to have, and hopefully this isn't like too self-promotional, but you have to have some way to get some fresh eyes on your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, whether that's a consultant or, you know, a secret shopper or whatever, mm -hmm. there have to be ways where you're trying to innovate based on what the market is showing you. Yeah. And so many times people just will say like, oh, well, we don't do it that way. It's not yeah, how it's done here. Yeah, with that, you know, that's it's a question I ask of of most clients. It's like, you know, why are you doing this like that? <laughs> and that that's you know coming in from outside the industry. Um, that that I, I have questioned the status quo with yeah. everyone, and they're like, because that's the way we've always done it. And it's like, okay, and you know, what results are you getting? And quite often they'll be, you know, I'll send a report in, and the report will always have a bunch of recommendations. Try something like this. This is the kind of return you'll get. Uh -huh. Good, good clients go, brilliant, come and help us, thank you. Um, but a lot will go, thank you very much, that's great, we're going to crack on with that now. Um, come back in three months, six months, 12 months time, and um, yep, fine, okay, I'm not, there's, there's, there's plenty of work here, don't worry. I'm glad you've got the reports and the analysis and the recommendations. Now crack on with it later. Now how are you getting on? Oh, well, yeah, we've, it's been, sales have been really tough. <laughs> yeah guess what it's 2018 <laughs> yeah so when are you going to start focusing on retention well yeah we've been really busy with the sales because that's it's been really tough there's lots of competition now okay so do you want someone to help with this bit um which yeah and ask, i think asking questions and um asking questions of what you're saying you know getting uh staff to ask questions of members and find out more about them that's mm -hmm. classic rapport building, um, you know, ask some good open questions, mm -hmm. listen to the member, two ears, one mouth, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, asking questions of clubs as well um, is, uh, is, is important. So yeah. and that's, that's something you're going to be doing more of, right? Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I mean, I am going to be doing a lot more of that. <laughs> um, and, and just really quick, just because something didn't work five years ago doesn't mean that it's not going to work now. Sure. A huge opportunity and something that I run into a lot with clients is they just say like, oh, well, an email campaign like this didn't work five years ago. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. <laughs> yeah. But there are more capabilities. You understand your client better or customer better now, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um don't be afraid to try things. Um, but yeah, to your, to your point, your question, thank you for the softball. Um, <laughs> <I'm dope. laughs> I've, uh, 
Yeah, something that I touch on and I'm going to be touching on is an audit process that I've created for every gym to be able to access or at a price point where you kind of have to want to do this audit process. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the 10 most important factors that I've identified in terms of your people and your systems on fixing uh -huh. your retention problems. Cool. Uh, and it's, it's simple. There will be a ton of detail about that. I don't know if you want to know anything about it in, in particular, but I don't want to be like too self-promotional, but the feedback that I've gotten from the gyms that I've done it with is that it just asks, it, it does what I said earlier, you know, it gets fresh eyes on your business and mm -hmm. ask questions that you haven't asked before. Yeah. If you get one thing from it, if you save one member once, it's going to be pay for itself 10 times over. Okay. So it just, I, I just, yeah. It's something that I'm very passionate about is the ability to help businesses keep more people healthy. Yeah. Gyms keep more people healthy. Cause like ultimately that's why I'm in the industry is to have a big effect on a lot of gyms that, keep people there longer yeah like yeah i think that there's there's a, a, a kindred kindred spirit there for sure that's I think that's why, why we get on of course yeah. so so clubs can basically go on in the new year they can go online and and basically complete it or is it what's the how yeah, does it work it will be sent once you purchase it it will be sent to you and it's a a series of questionnaires matched with a video product that will help you okay. get the exercises for management and staff to go through? Uh, ideally management first, because uh, uh -huh. it, it kind of turns the mirror on management a little bit and says like, you know, what are you right. doing for also your employee experience that will mm -hmm. enhance customer experience? So it's not, hopefully not a vehicle for staff to <laughs> talk badly about management, but for management to understand the opportunities in front of them. Okay from both a customer and an employee experience perspective. Cause I think that employee experience is really, really under, underlooked and undervalued in fitness. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've only, um, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not really a service that we've put out there, but we have done a couple of, you know, we will run surveys for clubs. Typically it'll be member facing surveys, but a couple of times clubs have said, can we do that? But for our staff, and it's and like, what, have those, what have those revealed to you? Um, for the clubs we've done them for, that staff are pretty happy, want a bit more investment and training. Um, staff within different sectors of the business were less happy than others mm -hmm. without going into too much detail. But um, yeah, generally they were, you know, they, they were happy working for that company, um, wanted to be paid more. Yeah. But, you know, felt that they were recognized and supported in general. But, you know, it's about, it, it, it's always about, okay, what's going well, what's going badly, let's do more of that and let's see what, what we can do to, um, you know, not necessarily give these people more money because they still won't be happy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, how do you increase happiness um, with pizza or um, rewards or going going full circle again back to look here is the evidence of the work that you're doing mm -hmm. on the fitness and health of the local community all mm -hmm. oh, right okay yeah well that's that or maybe more rewarding than I want on money so when you and, and it's interesting that you say training because that's one of my 
main things that I'm focusing on in this audit process mm -hmm. is uh -huh. people want to be trained. They want to develop and they yeah. want to grow within the industry. And if you're not providing, if you're the training that you're providing or not providing doesn't help people do that, they're going to leave. Yeah. There's a, I can't remember who the quote is from. Someone like Richard Branson is normally attributed to, I think. But uh -huh. yeah, if you, uh, you know the one I mean, you, you know, would you rather have a, a, a bunch of uh, staff who have, you know, no training? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather train your staff to be superstars and, and have them leave? So don't train them and they don't leave? Yeah. Or train them really well and some of them leave? I think uh, it's what if we train our staff or what if we train our staff and they leave? And then the follow is what if we don't and they stay? That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the more succinct version of it. Yeah. It's either, uh, it's either Richard Branson or Winston Churchill or William Shakespeare. I can't remember, but yeah. it's one of those. Well, speaking of quotes, one, there's, um, there's something that, and you know, I appreciate you saying all of the nice things about my, my podcast. It means a lot that, like, I mean, even if it reaches or helps one person, that's the goal. But if it reaches a lot more than that, obviously that's ideal. Um, a couple quotes from podcasts that I've heard throughout the year. One is uh -huh. fitness and one is not. Um, but I think they're really powerful. And these are, these are things that I'm going to be helping my clients with in the new year. Mm -hmm. One is from the, the Mind Muscle Project. Um, not sure if you've listened to that one. No, uh, mind, mind Muscle. Mind Muscle, yeah, they're out of Australia. All right, yeah. Well, the quote was, bad habits form in good times. Okay, yeah. Um, and times have been good in fitness for the last few years, but competition is increasing. There's going to be a recession. Mm -hmm. um, the landscape is going to change in the next couple of years and if you have bad habits, your income and your club are going to suffer. Right. Um, and if you care about either of those, you need to take a look at what your bad habits are mm -hmm. or needs to tell you what your bad habits are. Mm, yeah. Um, because it's hard to see what, habits are bad if they've been working because the industry has been handing you members. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in good times, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then the other quote, um, is from a former FBI hostage negotiator that I am a big fan of, but, um, it's good intentions don't overcome a bad system. Okay. Yeah. You can mean well, but if you don't equip your staff with the right training and tools, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, if they, if you have a, a team member that knows a member is going to leave, but they don't have, they're not empowered to do anything about it. Forget it. Yeah. You might as well not have that team member. So yeah. um, those are two kind of like quotes for 2019 that I think are going to be really, really mm -hmm. important. So that's, so my muscle, what other podcasts are you on or, or, or are you into? Um, I'm into this, this guy named James Altucher. Have you heard of James Altucher? I haven't, no. I'll, uh, I'll email you the name. It's hard to spell. Um, yeah. And there's another guy um, who does a tech sales or like a business-to-business -business sales podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's the cold, hard truth of selling or the brutal truth of selling. His name is Brian Burns. Okay. And I use a lot of my... Um, 
I get a lot of ideas from that podcast because that's a lot more around the world of technology and that is so much more competitive than fitness. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking, I look at like what works there and then I try to kind of make that digestible for our fitness teams, fitness staff, memberships, mm. all those teams. So those are the two, two or three that I really like cool. um, as they relate to kind of like what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, podcast wise, um, I listen to a lot of comedy, um, just more from a you know relaxing or so. Uh, Adam Buxton, or um, I tell you, a good a good non fitness one, but um, there's always some inspirational people on those. Scroogius Pip Distraction Pieces podcast. He's yeah. I can't remember if he must be on episode two hundred and something now, but he's a uh, He's an actor, rapper, spoken word guy. He's a, yeah, he's a real dude. He's got, he, well, I would say he probably still has a stammer, but in the fact that he's, as in almost like a speech impediment, the first two or three episodes he did, it was like, how, is he really going to do this? Is this going to work? And, but you either get used to it or it, I think it's, I think it's just got a lot better. Hmm. Um, but he has people, he has a lot of comedians and film stars and, um, wrestlers and, and all sorts on but there's always some kind of inspiration and some motivation in there um business wise probably more um founder is quite good mm -hmm. um f-o-u-n-d-r mm -hmm. um and then i think that oh, all of the startup is good so I, I like all of the um uh what podcast network is that on um Startup was a podcast about starting a podcast. Oh, interesting. Very mad. Alex, Alex uh, Bloomberg or Alex Goldman. Um, but yeah, they've released some original podcasts. In fact, the one that the, the kind of serial type podcast that they did, which was called Homecoming, hmm. um, was amazing and has just been made into a TV series on Amazon hmm. uh, with Julia Roberts. So it's gone from a story on a podcast to a TV show. Which is really kind of cool. But yeah, that Freakonomics and those kind of things, I'm, I'm, I'll have those on in the car. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And a quote, I've got a, I've got a um, who's this from? Someone at, someone at Poke. I was just thinking about emails. Um, so, you know, in, you know, we have, well, obviously, you know, we have the Queen, but just mm -hmm. in case there's a, a bit of uh, explanation for this, for your, for, for the more international audience that don't know the UK so well when you become 100 in the UK, you get a letter from the Queen. Okay, I don't know. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah I knew that. Yeah. Um, and the quote is, on your 100th birthday, you would be disappointed if the Queen only sent you an email. <laughs> that is a telling quote about the state of times in a lot of uh, yeah. customer experience situations. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, today, yeah, I was thinking today about um, it was it was either something Joe or something Craig was saying about you know phone calls and ringing members. It was probably Joe because it's a kind of Gainesville thing, I think. But I was just uh, mindful of the fact that you know staff in clubs should be making at least one phone call a day out yeah. to members for some reason. Yeah, and if that's their goal to just you've got to speak to one member, and I'm not talking ring someone up and leave them a message, but. Yeah. You know, if you if if you're not speaking to one, you're obviously speaking to members in the club, but just make the effort, go the extra mile, and just just call up someone each day, 
have a conversation with them, make them feel better. You know, maybe someone that hasn't been in for a couple of weeks, maybe they've got an email. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Um, okay, so we're, we're coming up on an hour here. Um, oh, okay. So, um, 2019 then. Yeah, well, no, I wanna, I wanna give an, an opportunity to, to kind of wrap up here. What, what, are, mm. what are the listeners, what can they think about as 2019 approaches to help them solve their retention problems? Um, well, we've already talked visits, you know, first month visits, yep. um, automation, getting a system. Um, and there's a lot coming up with AI, facial recognition, I think AI is going to be very interesting in the, in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. AI systems for recognizing whether members are going to drop out or not. I know I've given you an introduction to someone to talk to about that. Mm -hmm. um, but those systems are only going to work. And, and actually, the other systems we talk, whether it's a card file system in a chip, the systems only work if the people are working with them, which is what you said already. And it's, you know, it's a thread running through all the podcasts. But I think AI is going to be really interesting but unless personal trainers and instructors and staff generally in the gym they don't have to understand how it works but it needs to give them something yeah they might be interested in retaining a member but they might be interested in selling more pt mm -hmm. or getting them onto a nutrition course mm -hmm. and that's where these systems have to deliver what the instructors want as well and there has to be a synergy there so that they can recognize that Alex is absolutely right. Not because he's about to drop out, but because of everything we know about him, his visit frequency, the classes he's been to, the fact that he's referred someone, all this stuff. So it's not just last visit. It's, um, it, it, it's all the data that we have, um, the way he joined. Um, and to come out with a win for the member of staff. Um, That's... That's super interesting if I can interrupt for a sec. Like mm. teaching the people what they can get out of the system. Like how yeah. do you intrinsically motivate your staff to use the systems that you want the business to use? Yeah, exactly. Huh. No one has ever, um, I've never heard that sentiment before and that's like incredibly powerful. Um, if, the, if the systems are going to work and be adopted, yeah, the, the staff have to use them, which was what, what you were saying, whatever, 20 minutes, half an hour ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, an AI, an AI system to improve retention is great, and I'm right behind it, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with one. Um, but to get that adopted and to get it working, we have to have the staff buy into it. And yeah. we're not selling it to them for money, but yeah. if they can – uh, interact with 20 or 30 different members that they think might be right for PT and they ended up selling five PT sessions and they only have to interact with 20 rather than interact with a hundred. Yeah. Um, but the other 15 that they don't sell PT to are all retained. Then it's a, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, before we head on out? Um, I, 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 you're, other than uh, yeah, I, I threw you the software before, but what else? What else do you see in 2019? Um, I see. Let's see. Let me think about how I can form my answer really well. 
Um, I think that the big thing is it doesn't matter. What, what, what we're going to see is more emphasis on experience. Um, and the opportunity is to create the experience. It's, um, I've cited this before on this podcast, but um, Oracle, everybody knows the company Oracle. Um, they do a ton of research into customer experience. And what they found was that for the first time ever, in 2017 consumers buy on experience more than price yeah so and this is like regardless of if you're buying an ipad or a you know bluetooth speakers or whatever or the car down to fitness yeah car whatever yeah yeah the price is secondary to the experience mm-hmm. you're gonna pay more for a good experience so it's in your best interest to figure out what experiences the customer want. Yeah. And that's, that's, my, that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm going to be focusing on next year is how, how do companies that may have limited resources or time or whatever, how do they create an experience that is going to get someone back the next time? Don't worry about 12 months from now. Just worry about how is it so good that they're going to want to come in tomorrow? or three days from now or next week, like worry about that and then worry about 12 months. Because if you're worrying about 12 months and you have a crap product, it doesn't doesn't matter how cheap it is. Mm -hmm. I'd rather $5 for a really good beer than 50 cents for the worst beer I've ever had. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and and that, that that, you know, that, that is the rise of boutiques. Yeah. Right. But it's, you know, what are other businesses doing to create that experience to actually support their members? Um, and, and, and yeah, to, to, uh, and also, so you sell that and then do you deliver it? Yeah. Yeah. So you can sell anything. <laughs> oh, for sure. But delivering is something totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, my big point, but, um, I, I, yeah, that's, that's all I have. You got anything else, guy? No, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing more about the, the, the your your program. So, thank you. Uh, yeah. We'll catch up on that. And yeah, just uh, thank thanks for having me back. It's uh, uh, you know been uh, really good to catch up again. And and I mean we've we've caught up a, a couple of times, but good to record it. Yeah. Uh, I, hope, I hope I hope there's some useful content in here, um, or as useful as there has been in uh, in the other apps. So there definitely is. Cool. All right. Thanks, guy. Thanks a lot. See you soon. All right. And that wraps up episode number 35 with Guy Griffiths, who is the first second time visitor on the show. Um, I always get something great when I talk to Guy and I really enjoy it because he's super technical and he loves looking at data, which is really awesome because every organization needs someone like that. And if you don't have someone like that, you should look at getting someone like that because that kind of information just empowers you to act. And once you know how to act, it's all about execution. So guy's a really smart guy. And um, yeah, head to agemotion.com, A-G-Y-M-O-T-I-O-N.com or shoot me an email at agemotion at gmail.com. Let's connect, let's get introduced, and let's make gyms a little bit better. 
All right, take it easy. Adios from the Fitness Retention Podcast.